Hey gang, Wonder Rob here. And Shops here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. Level 14 of the Sandbox Gamers Podcast. We're your video game podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about what we're playing and what's in the news. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live from Southern California, and on the line with me are two of my bestest friends in the metaverse, Vactor, oh yeah, and the always angry Jeffrey W. Not angry. Not angry at all today. That's exactly something an angry person would say who is trying to convince us <laughs> that he's not angry. We're <laughs> on to your ruse, Jeff. You can't fool us and you can't fool the listeners because our listeners are smart as hell. You know why? Hmm. You know why they're smart as hell, Jeff? Because they're listening to this podcast. Okay. And since they're so smart, they're probably already going to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leaving us a five-star review because that's what all the smart people do. Unless, okay, well, unless they're listening to, to us on some other weird foreign podcatcher, which I'll allow. But the really, really smart ones are out there tickety-tacking away on their keyboards right now. So we thank you, smarties. Thank you for staying subscribed. Thank you for giving us a review because we are a brand new video game podcast we're only 14 episodes in and all the help we can get from you leaving us a nice review and subscribing is greatly appreciated just in case this is your first time listening to us let me break it down for you just a little bit we're three bestest friends obviously we love video games obviously we like to do a little get to know you topic at the top of the episode that way you can get to know us and you can you can imagine yourself as the fourth best friend, you know, the one in the group who laughs along with us and says, yeah, but doesn't really contribute to the conversation. That's you, the listener. You're, you're yes. the, uh, the certified <laughs> official fourth friend on the Sandbox Gamers podcast. So we're going to do a get to know you topic. And then we're going to talk about all the latest video game news. And then we're going to dive into what we've been playing this week and the big one is Evil Dead the game, but we do have a, a couple other choice nuggets to talk about as well. So, usually I say, I haven't read the Get to Know You topic until I actually read it out loud, but that's not the case this week. It was spolt for me this week, but I'm not going to get into details. Let me just read the Get Ooh. to Know You topic. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Screen looking. <laughs> Screen looking. Yay or nay while playing video games. I'm going to take the lead on this one, boys. Yeah. I always give Jeff W. the lead. I feel like this week I'm going to take the lead. Or maybe I give Vector. I don't know. I don't really remember what I say after this is recorded. Anyway. <laughs> screen looking for us, I can probably say, isn't really a thing these days anymore. Everything's online. But back in the day, if you were a screen looker, you were not my friend. Especially in Ooh. GoldenEye on the mm. N64. Now, my best pal in high school, his name was Brent. 
okay? And I would go over to his house every weekend. We would fire up the N64. We would play GoldenEye. And it got so bad on the screen-looking side that we actually taped a piece of cardboard to his screen. <laughs> oh, wow. Where he would sit under it because it was, it was vertical, right? That was mm-hmm. the N64. So he would sit under the piece of cardboard with the cardboard on his head. <laughs> and I would sit further back so I could see the top half. And it, w- it would rotate a little bit. Well, we would go through these lengths just so when we were playing Slappers Only or Man with the Golden Gun or whatever it was, that we would not be screen looking. Or Mario Kart 64 in the balloon battles. Oh, you, you best believe that there was some screen looking going on. And we did not like that. And around the time when the Halo land parties were happening, 2001, 2002, around that time where you could have four people on one TV and you would have four TVs, you'd have 16 people playing. That That was the first real taste of no screen looking and we've never looked back. So for me, screen lookers, no. Boo. Are you a screen looker, listeners? Stop that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Uh, I would, you know, it's funny you mentioned Halo because that's probably where, you know, we had our, I've had my, you know, golden eye days going back. And, you know, at that time, though, it was when I was probably like elementary school, middle school age, you know, in that eight, in that time frame and when I was playing like the Halos and the what's nots, um, golden eye was a little bit older for us. It was like, hey, you know, we got to break out the N64. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, screen looking, it's funny, yeah. And, and you know what? For us, it was also, I remember a buddy of mine, his uh, his parents, and I don't know, they had, like, they were like, you know, like, you think back on it, you're like, oh, yeah, those are like the rich kids. Like, they had all the consoles, they had everything. Mm-hmm. And then, like, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, their parents just bought them what they wanted kind of thing. So maybe they weren't, they weren't necessarily rich, you know. But uh, I remember they had multiple consoles and they had the like longest ethernet cables. And so we <laughs> would be all throughout the house, uh, playing, playing some halo. So, uh, even when I was doing that, we were luckily enough to not have to share a ton of screens and, and do screen looking. I, I disagree with screen looking in spirit, but at the same time, I would say, you know, all is fair, you know, in love and war, whatever, whatever you want to say. You know what I mean? Like if you, if it's there and you do it, you know, yeah, this is a life and death game. So, you know, if I'm, you know, if I need to cheat, I'm going to cheat. Oh man. That's exactly (laughs) what a cheater would say. (laughs) All right. What about you, Vector? Well, this question was brought up by one of my favorite gamers besides Wonder Rob and Jeff W. Janina Gavankar on Rob's favorite not sandbox gamers podcast. Good game, nice try from Team oh, Coco. Yeah. Janina Gavankar was on a recent episode and she was talking about how she got into gaming in 2007. So this was kind of similar to to Jeff where she was a little bit after us, Rob, and that it wasn't a thing to her. So she was like Yeah, I'm going to look at your screen. It's right there. Why wouldn't I look at anyone who says they're not looking is lying. So that got me thinking. I was like, hmm, you know, for me and Rob, that was like our religion. 
you did not look at the other guy's screen. That was a, <laughs> a tried and true rule amongst the Nintendo 64 players. It's like a urinal, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't Eyes look. forward, yeah. fella. Eyes forward, very, fellas. At the very least, you just do a quick look and that's it. It's like looking at the <laughs> yeah. sun, you know? You don't that's very, <laughs> very similar, yeah. Yeah, you do like a quick look to make sure they're human, yeah. But for sure, Goldeneye, that was the one where people were like, all right, what room is he in? You know, yeah, and I would do occasional peek myself, but like I said, it was not accepted. It was not looked upon as a good gaming practice. So I will say nay on the screen looking. But Janina Gavankar just got me. It was funny that she was getting into games. Two thousand seven was was when online multiplayer was already a thing. So mm-hmm. for her. It was like looking back, like Jeff said, breaking out the system, and she would play party games with her friends, and they'd be like, oh, no screen looking. She's like, what? And I was just thinking, man, it's... and even though she's older, she's she's kind of like a, a younger gamer, and mm-hmm. so it's a completely different world to what we grew up with, and how my son is going to grow up where he's never going to know a world without online gaming like it's without the internet there's never going to be a thing like that so we're going to have couch co-op games but it's just it's not going to be as prevalent as it was when we were growing up he won't even have like midnight releases for games really you know what i mean like he'll be oh my gosh it's like like we had line like i remember gears of war 2 lining up with with buddies to go get that at night you know like uh in multiple other games uh and yeah, you just don't, uh, you're never going to really see that because it's all digital, yeah. basically. Vactor and I had to even work some midnight releases oh, way yeah. back in the day when it was the Game Crazy days when we both mm. worked at Game Crazy. I think it was Halo 2 or it might have been Halo 3. Yeah, I think it was Halo 3. Yeah. yeah. And we had to wait till the clock struck 12.01, Jeff. Can't be breaking the rules. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so glad I don't work in video game retail anymore. Yeah these poor suckers out there uh shout out to the poor suckers listening remember inventory rob inventory was the worst (laughs) oh Oh my gosh i feel bad for all of you out there still working in video game retail i could not do it but yeah that's it that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) all right so that's our thoughts on screen looking what are your thoughts on screen looking everybody well if you're listening to us on spotify there may or may not be a poll question on spotify i can't really guarantee if there is or there isn't because i don't deal with the back end i'm just the talent i just come here and talk on the mic so check out the spotify maybe there's a question maybe there's not or you can always if this uh if you want i'll tell you what you're gonna review us anyway because you're one of the smart listeners put it in the review no screen looking. Yes, screen looking. That's our call to action this week. All right. Speaking of call to action, it's time to get into the weekly video game news because everybody knows Jeff W. is always DTF. Down to talk. Fun news. So tell us, what's been going on this week in the world of video game news, Factor? Well, I know both of you are big talkers. You're, you're big tickers. Oh, well, they call us tick and talk. Oh, okay. When me well, and Robert are a duo, they call us tick and talk. Yeah, yeah tick tock over here <laughs> uh, are big. But which one's talking, which one's tick? Oh. 
<laughs> You'll never know. Mm. We'll never yeah. tell. Yep. Because both of these guys are always sending me TikToks throughout the week and telling me about whatever the latest trend is on TikTok, whatever the latest language is, lingo. Yeah. And it's about I damn time. Yeah. I wanted to bring this to your Odyssey, attention, boys. whatever. I was going to say a word. Yeah. That I <laughs> Go ahead. Whatever Jeff just said. <laughs> I wanted to bring to your attention that TikTok is reportedly planning a major push into gaming and games live streaming. So you could actually, you can have people where you're playing a game with the viewers if you're live streaming on TikTok. So what, what do you think about that? You know, I... I'll go ahead and start this off because I I did have some thoughts on it and uh, Rob I'll get your input here in a second. But right. the I don't know if you've saw like people do this kind of already for the streaming aspect. I, I it actually only makes sense to me in terms of the streaming platform because I like what I'll notice is like I'll be going through like you know depending on who I follow there'll be some like random like hey I'm playing Twitch tonight. And what's funny is they'll be not playing Twitch, but I'm streaming to Twitch. So what they'll right. do is they'll they'll stream to Twitch. So you can go to their Twitch feed and look at the regular, you know, high definition, you know, streaming. And then oftentimes what I'm also seeing is that they will they'll take their phone and just point it at the screen, mm-hmm. almost like where my mic is, like right below my chin, kind of here. They'll have this like phone set and it's just pointed at the screen and they're just playing and just talking. Yeah. So it's and sometimes they'll have a little mirror, like a makeup mirror, also, yeah. so you can mm-hmm. see them while yeah. the phone is propped up. Which, which is super interesting because it's like, I'll give you know, I know you have know, TikTok. It probably gets made fun of a lot by a lot of people that aren't on it, but it is like kind of like innovative. Like you see these kids, like yeah, do instead of being able to get their their face in the bottom corner, they have to like you know yeah do the mirror to put their face in there. So they're kind of doing their own visual effects here uh, to make this thing work. Um, so that that does not surprise me, and I'm actually surprised they don't have something better already, considering how popular that has been and how how much I see that on on TikTok. Um, the thing that surprises me is the actual games, because it looks like they're putting some kind of game from some like Chinese creator somewhere, um, which to me I guess is it only makes sense with like you know the Farmville of like Facebook you know and how like you know like when I didn't realize what that game was or how far the reach was for that until I heard like aunts and uncles and like all these people talking about Farmville like 10 years ago whatever it was mm-hmm. 15 not 15 but oh, you know, yeah, 10 yeah. years ago however long ago that was now I don't want to talk about it but the you know like people that I never ever even heard talk about a game, you know, like people that I never heard talk about like playing a Mario game, playing an arcade game, and they're on there talking about trading stuff in in Farmville. Right. Um, I just I wonder what they do with that. Like, are you gonna scroll up? Like Rob, like are we gonna scroll up, and instead of an ad or something or like a paid sponsorship, is it gonna be like a game to like click into? Like that would be kind of interesting. <laughs> so and so yeah. is live. Come yeah. join. Yeah. Or like that one you were talking about, Jeff. Was that Garden of Good? Does that sound familiar? Because um, that was know, the game. I do not know. According to the article, that was the game that they tried last year, where it oh, was it was okay. an in-app mini game, and they teamed up with Feeding America to make Garden of Good, which is a Farmville-like experience where mm-hmm. players would earn points and use them to make a donation. 
And then they had also done a partnership with Farmville developer Zuniga, who we will talk about later, uh, late last year to make Disco Loco 3D, which was an HTML5-based endless runner that Wait, would work hmm. inside Isn't the Isn't that app. Zynga? Isn't that how that's pronounced? Oh, Zynga. Zynga. Oh, I thought you put a U in there. Yeah, there is Zunga. a... Zynga. I know a guy named Zuniga. That's why That's why oh, okay. it changed in my mind. Yeah. Um, but the new reports are saying that this is just the start of TikTok, TikTok's gaming ambitions. So yeah, want to so, keep an eye on that, boys, because you, you, Tick and Talk are always on there. Yeah. So let us know. <laughs> to, to clarify, I have not seen game. a game on TikTok, actually. So no, I've not seen that. Uh, I just think, really, to me, the most interesting thing is streaming, too. Like, that's how big games are. I'm surprised, like, you know, like, why doesn't... I'm surprised Instagram doesn't have something like that, kind of, you oh, know? I'm sure or, they will soon. And I'm sure... Yeah. And they might even, but I just don't see it, you know? Like, there's, they're just not set up for me to see that, like TikTok is with the algorithm. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I figured this would come along at some point. Yeah. Do you hear this? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. What? 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 Oh. That's my interest level in this mobile gaming <laughs> yeah. via TikTok. I could not be less interested in this. <laughs> mobile gaming just isn't for me in general. I have zero games on my phone. It's just not a thing. Um, and especially like an endless runner or something like that. Right. Where I have to join in and play against a bunch of, well, let's, let's call a spade a spade. We're young on the inside. But we might not be young on the outside, and I don't necessarily need to be playing with uh, sixteen-year-olds. Some uh, some TikTok. It's about damn time Lizzo dance simulator on my phone. <laughs> so I'm gonna pass on this, but I am looking forward to Jeff's W Jeff W's review on this because you know, we all know he'll be into it. Well, in my mind, I just imagine Rob at a at a Starbucks in line waiting for his coffee and he opens his phone only to be yeeted on by a <laughs> 14 year old in the latest Fortnite tiktok app the worst I mean, <laughs> the worst well, so rob's in don't line don't manifest but, this into existence <laughs> the worst. a 14 year old is emoting this. is emoting the job chicken dance on Rob's <laughs> lifeless body in the video game. I swear, Jeff, if this comes true, <laughs> I'm coming to your house, buddy. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. Okay, let's move on to some uh, better, in my opinion, video game news. What would that be, Factor? Tell me the well, better news. There is a new game coming out, and this was a sequel to a popular video game that Wonder Rob played quite a bit called Death Ooh. Stranding. Death Stranding! Now, we didn't yeah. know anything I... about any type of a sequel or anything else coming from the developer. But guess who leaked it? There who? is a part two confirmed by lead actor himself, Norman Reedus. Good old Normie. <laughs> Normie, Normie. Stormy Normie. <laughs> In... I mean, you know what's insulting? I think Vactor said, oh, you know the studio that made it as if it's not the one of the greatest video game producers of all time ever in the history Shikiro of video games. Miyamoto. <laughs> Everybody knows that. His cousin, Hideo Kojima. Oh, that's uh, racist. 
um, you know, Vector, it's it's funny because I just don't think is there any has there been any news out of Kojima Productions since the release of that uh, a handful of years ago? Anything. I don't think they've had any release dates, and you figure if if you figure if development started as soon as you know, or let's say months after uh, the first came out, right? <laughs> we're probably in line to get another one here. Like it, it seems about the right time, right? You know, you figure because they're using the same engine as um, as Horizon. Uh, Kojima went and shopped around, looked for when he left Konami, went to find like a good engine for the game he wants that also works on PC and everything, and that's the one he he came to to like. Um, and so yeah, you figure. Well, I guess we're, we're two years out from Death Stranding or three we're three years out so and you know and I, and I have a feeling that that game is maybe a little less intense was, to make like th- Horizon yeah I thought that was during the lockdown no I think it was right before and you know I know it was right before because I was in Ohio playing that game so it, and it, I was in the apartment the November videotape. yeah I was yeah, in the November. apartment before I left for Arizona I remember playing that. So, yeah, it had to be, like, right before. So, November, it'll be three years. Yeah. So, it came out November 18th, 20, or excuse me, November 8th, 2019. Yeah. yeah. And -hmm. and you figure, uh, this seems like it's a slip up by Norman Reedus a little bit. I did see, like, a Hideo tweet that people had picked apart, like, a picture where they had found some stuff that seems like it's, he's working on a sequel, a direct sequel to the game. Um you know, I, I th- so I think by the time this gets near release, we're going to be about that time. You know, like it's going to be about four years. I would probably say. I would guess. I don't. I don't see that coming this year. There's no way. Uh, I would be yeah. shocked. Oh yeah, probably not. Uh, I'm sure we would have heard about it if it was coming out. Yeah, yeah. If it was anywhere near close. So, you know, I think we're probably a couple years out from that. But I mean, it's good to know that they're working on it, right? Did you play yeah. that game, Jeff? Um, not as extensive as I want. I never finished it. And that was, I appreciate the game. And I, you know, I, like I just said, Kojima is, you know, I love Miyamoto, but I would, <laughs> him and him and Kojima are really close in terms of like who I love in the, the game production space. Um, so, uh, it, it so I was, you know, it's it's a shame, Rob, is what you just did. You just shamed me that I have not <laughs> finished that game. Wow. Uh, All I did was ask a question. I, know, I guess one I of us is a, be- a bigger Kojima fan. <laughs> yeah. and as, and as, right? as long as you admit I'm a bigger Zelda fan, then that's fine. Uh, <laughs> stop recording. <laughs> yeah, right. Stop <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> no, I really liked Death Stranding. That's actually the first yeah. Kojima game I've ever played, Jeff. Never played anything else. Oh he made. wow! No, no uh, Metal Gear. Nope. Oh damn! Sure didn't. I remember I tried playing Metal Gear uh, Solid Three. I am foaming at the mouth, right? You've never played a fucking Metal Gear game. <laughs> if you Holy guys, shit. man, the audio listeners are missing out. Jeff is oh having a seizure, God. a full blown seizure. <laughs> He's pooping on the floor. <laughs> Stop, Jeff! <laughs> I can't concentrate. <laughs> Jeez. No, I never played it. Well, okay. The the first Metal Gears. Well, I take it back. What's I did play the Metal Gear on NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, wow. I don't know if that counts, Jeff. Mm, it's not a Kojima but, one, so I don't count it. But you know, okay, there you go. But uh, Metal Gear Solid. I mean, those were prim- primarily 
Was it was it PS One? Did they come out on PS One? They had a, they had one on PS One. Yeah, one on PS1 I never played that. And then two pl- on PlayStation Two. Yeah, uh, two and three. I tried playing uh, three. I recall on the PlayStation Two. Yeah, and I couldn't get into it. I don't really remember it because it's it was quite a while back. But I remember playing it and just remember being like, "What is happening in this game? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why are the cutscenes longer than the game itself?" And I never finished it. Ironically, or coincidentally, depending on how you look at it, the exact same thing happened in Death Stranding, where this happened twice, Jeff, where I was playing Death Mm. Stranding and the cutscenes were so long that my PlayStation controller turned off. Oh, (laughs) jeez. And I had to turn it back on to keep playing. (laughs) But I I really, really enjoyed that game. Something about the, the walking simulator... Just getting from mm-hmm. one point to the other, especially at the beginning of the game when that's really all it is. And then the yeah. further you get into that game, the more fucked it really becomes. Now you're fighting ghosts, giant... Yeah. Uh, we're rated uh, E factor. What is, I said the F <laughs> yeah, word no. and he, his eyes open really wide. Yeah, he's like, uh, um, We have the E rating on Apple Podcasts. Anyway. How, question, Rob, before I... I don't want to... But yeah, how intense did the combat get? Because I think that's what... It got pretty wild towards the end. It even switched you know. genres completely at the end. Okay. I won't With spoil Princess it for Beach. you, Jeff, just in case you decide to go back and finish it. But yeah. let's just say you would have a call of duty to play oh. this game <laughs> if you wanted to keep going. Okay. Okay. Uh, you would well, be the third person to have a call of duty <laughs> to play this game. Okay. Uh, when gotcha. the genre shifts gears at the end hmm. and i despite that shift i still really enjoyed it so i am personally looking forward to a sequel to this game so kojima whenever you want to get on the show and give us the inside scoop the uh the exclusive first look you know where to find us baby you know where <laughs> to find us buddy yeah what's your experience factor what do you i know you play metal gear but like In, for kojima yeah, for Kojima, or like, what do you think about Death Stranding? Two? Like, one, or by hype level for two, do you care? Yeah, because I like Kojima as a developer overall. The Metal Gear games were some of my favorite cinematic games to play. And the first first Death Stranding I did not finish, but I liked all the interviews I saw with Kojima, everything that he was saying about the design and development of of the game and what he was trying to put into the game, the ideas of it, all of those things I found fascinating. So a second one I would also uh, be interested in, but he's one of those creators that anything he does, I'm going to look at it just because it's his name. Mm -hmm. So I don't even have to know what it's about. If I see it's a Kojima game, I'm going to play it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Fast forward to us in three years playing it. Quick, edit it in right now. Drop it in. Oh, boy. I'm also going to be playing Fortnite, boys. Oh, boy. Because guess who's coming next week to Fortnite? Um, Should I make a real guess? Because I can see it in the show (laughs) notes. Yeah. You cheated, Rob. This is fun. Yeah, I screwed up. Obi-Wan Kenobi, boys. Because mm. the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is debuting this Friday on Disney+. Plus, mm-hmm. And we are going to be talking about the first two episodes 
on Geek So to Speak this week on the 200th episode of Geek So to Speak. We so are? stay tuned. But stay well, tuned for your yeah. Wait, your hold on. on we that. are? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. We're talking <laughs> about that podcast still comes out. <laughs> we're talking about Moon Knight. Did you do that? We're talking about um, Obi-Wan and we're talking about the Thor trailer. That's interesting. So, I don't recall Obi-Wan hmm. being a superhero. Uh, <laughs> he, he has telekinesis. He can use the force and he has a lightsaber. I, mean, I got to watch that. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi is a superhero. And oh, I know man. Jeff is a huge Star Wars fan, so he's going to be purchasing the mm. Obi-Wan skin. Some would say the biggest Fortnite. you know. Yes. That's what Jeff says. It definitely, in <sighs> Jeff's mind, he is. I just, no, I'm not purchasing this. <laughs> Who's purchasing this skin? Wow. Not to make fun of you. Or Ben. This is May 26th. Hmm. That's... Tomorrow, boys. That's tomorrow. When's the show? What show comes out Friday. It comes out Friday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Show mm. comes out on Friday. You know, Obi Wan uh, is in Fortnite tomorrow. Everything is a game now because of Fortnite, right? Like, you know, Blade is in technically in a video, modern video game. The Wu Tang are in a modern video game. Uh, you know, or what their, their logo is. You know. That's like the only thing I find to be like kind of funny, about, I guess, about the uh, continual marketing of skins for Fortnite for the latest big release of a studio. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Factor, spend your V bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get your V buck on. Yeah. Do what you got to do. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever that means. That's what I'm talking about, Jeff. Why would you not want Obi Wan? Plus, it's. The the skins look cool. All of these skins in Fortnite. The the only cool one like is Cable. You know what I mean? No, if we're talking no, no. cool skins, Cable. No, you like Logan. You like Deadpool, Jeff. No, Don't lie. The only you like cool one is that like banana. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the one that's naked? <laughs> that naked banana. I'm into it. Yeah. Daddy like. Uh, <laughs> listeners, if you're going to watch Obi-Wan, keep a special eye out. In episode five, that's all I'm saying. Ooh-wee. Oh, somebody is wait—is this like a spoiler? Episode? That here's the thing: is tangent. I guess we're just gonna break off the. Th- Rob always knows these spoilers because he's on the internet, like you know, like we are. <laughs> okay, and first of all, just knows yeah. shit sometimes. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm he's a, in the leaks. Uh-huh. I could not. I have very little uh, investment in Obi Wan. I'm gonna. To put that out there right now, but I yes. do know what happens in it because somebody very near and dear to me oh. uh, is in episode five. Oh, really? And told me what was happening. <laughs> so, so th- that's what I know, <laughs> guys. Uh, I'm in the Obi Wan show. It's me. For, it's for me. Revealing that. <laughs> it's me and Jeff. <laughs> I play Obi and he plays Juan. We're we're new droids, <laughs> tick and talk. You'll Hello, see I'm Obi and this is Juan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times, great old nice. days. Okay, moving on. What else is going on, Vector? Well, there's a couple purchases of different studios going on. Oh, uh, there's the first one here, though. You, we have to talk about more so, right? The one you're about. To, if we're going in order of our list. Uh huh. Well, one is confirmed and one is a yes. in talks. So mm-hmm. let's let's do the in talk one first. Yes, Apple is in talks to be buying EA. Now Disney and Amazon are also 
in talks for buying EA. But mm. whoever it is, somebody's buying EA. Yeah, so it seems like they're they're pushing hard for that sale. I guess. What I do guess you it think, was. Jeff? I so. What was what did Keeley talk about? They were in talks. It was about to happen with. Um, was it NBC something or Universal or who was that? Who was that that they were almost in talks to get purchased by, but it fell through this week? Kotaku had a big article on it. Oh, I didn't. I can't see remember. That. Uh, Keeley, I think, was like, "Hey, this happened." Um, look that up, Vector. While I ran we're in here talks for a to buy EA. Yeah, we're in talks to buy EA. Um, I'm pretty sure it was them, but um, it, either way, I think the most interesting one on this list to me is Apple. I think if I had to bet, what happens is Amazon does it. I think Amazon comes in and dumps that Amazon cash on this uh, and then swallows up that, that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised right now if, if like, we hear in the next handful of days that that's going to happen um, because they have their own division uh, for video games. They have that, um, they have that yeah. MMO RPG game. Are you going to say something back there? Uh, NBC Universal. That's what, okay, so it was them. So. Yeah. They were there, so yeah, and like it clearly seems like it's happening. I think Keeley or one of the guys at Kotaku were like, "Hey, this fell through, and they are pushing for it." Like, like they are like this seems like it's going to happen. It's not like just you know right time, right situation. Like they're trying to sell, and uh, I think Amazon is actually going to get this because they're pushing games and they're trying to make things happen. Uh, the most interesting to me though would be Apple because I think Apple might buy them and then never do anything with them. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? How long have we heard about a, a console? I, in fact, I remember in, in a chat with you like 10, 15 years ago talking about how much you would drop your Xbox and go buy the Apple console <laughs> if they were to release one. Oh, yeah. Well, the Apple Arcade has been great. Um, so if they, if they put out a console box... That talking about real video games? Apple Arcade on it, which Jeff has never played a single game. <laughs> talking about real video games? That would be great. Yeah. Oh, you Angry mean like Birds Battlefield? Isn't real, Jeff? <laughs> you mean like Battlefield and FIFA, Jeff? Are these your real games? Because you mm. don't even play EA games, Jeff. Mm. So let's get real. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know, it would be funny because I would like to see uh, them do some different stuff with the EA franchises, to be honest with you. Um, uh, and... I think maybe Apple has the most potential there to like just try something that hasn't been tried. Whereas I think like Amazon's going to do it, and they're going to be like, "All right, now we own this, and now, you know, you buy exclusively keys through us or something." You know, like there's going to be some kind of something like that's going to happen in the deal with with these people. But um, I mean, if, if Apple did something like a console or like a box, maybe like a better box than a, a TV, because I can play Sonic on the Apple TV, but. You know, um, I'm, I think I think Amazon's going to do this. I think Amazon will swoop in and uh, you know steal steal EA. Do it, Amazon. Mm. Jeff Bezos I'd like needs to see, more well, money. I want to see Disney do it. I want to be the contrarian and see Disney. The mouse it. owns everything. And put it as part of your Disney Plus subscription. You get to play all the EA games. How about that? Mm. Think of the EA. Related theme park we could get, Jeff. Ooh. Madden Land. Mm. How fun would that be? A bunch Ooh. of bros in there. Yeah. <laughs> Wade no Gretzky's uh, teacups. <laughs> yeah, be you know, actually, that's another thing that's interesting on, on this factor. I, I don't. I, I would like to see a list of what gets swallowed up in that purchase. 
Um, just cause like we can all name this, the major sports franchises and, uh, you know, apex and, uh, the games by respawn. Um, but I, I think kind of like when Activision got bought out, right. When you saw the list of what Microsoft now owns and you're like, Microsoft is going to own world of Warcraft, you know, like what, you know, you, I'd, li- I'd like to see the list of what, whoever eventually makes this purchase of what they own in terms of the video game space. Yeah. That's potentially what's gonna what's gonna happen. Now, what actually happened is what I mentioned earlier. Not Zuniga, but <laughs> Zunga was Zinga. acquired for is it twelve. Zinga, Zunga, Zinga, <laughs> Bazunga, Zinga, Bazungas. <laughs> I feel was, like I'm talking to your son. Zinga, Zinga, <laughs> Zinga. Zinga was acquired Zinga. for twelve point seven billion dollars by Take Two. Nice. So, what do you think about that, Jeff? Who does who does Tencent own both of these? <laughs> did, did Tencent uh, own <laughs> Take Two? I who owns no Take idea. Two? Somebody owns Take Two. Damn it! Who does? <laughs> oh, maybe. you're gonna make me get on Google again. Get on Google again. All right. So here we go. Maybe. Um, I don't. Do, do any of you guys play Zynga games at all? Do you know? No. No. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't play Farmville. I don't play mobile games like that. Like Rob said. It says uh, so Ryan like, Brandt owns it. Oh wow! This sounds like a Chinese spy. <laughs> he must be Tencent. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's the founder. Hold on. Yeah, I don't play yeah. Farmville, Words with Friends, or Zanga Poker. I don't play any of those. Yeah, no, no, we're big boys. Yeah, I think it's we're funny like their market share. Yeah, <laughs> their market share is like huge. Zanga, like they're they're big, but mm-hmm. I think in our world, I don't think this this affects much. Right. This is honest. more like parents, grandparents, yeah. like. Like you said, Farmville audience. <clears throat> yeah. Or like so, put that Farmville money into like the Grand Theft Auto game and then we yeah. know then you can win my heart back. Yeah. Zynga. And then yeah. the last bit of news that we have this week, boys, before our lightning round, the PS five Pro maybe might have leaked already, boys. What do you think about a PS five Pro? We just got the PS five, what, two years ago or a year ago? Yeah, something like that. I don't really Does, think this is uh yeah. Any anything that anybody's going to have to worry about for a while. Personally, yeah. TCL Technologies outlined when a PS5 Pro or an Xbox Series X Pro could be released based on the timeline of the PS4 Pro or the Xbox Series X Pro or Series S or 1, whatever it was called. <laughs> I didn't have that one. Um so there's if we're following the same timeline as the previous generation of consoles, you know, 2023, 2024 is about when you can expect to see a pro version of these consoles. But nothing official has been announced. Right. See, the problem, the, the difference between now versus last generation, which that was the first time we saw a halfway model between iterations. It was the PS4 and then the PS4 Pro, which was a slight upgrade in in graphics and uh, processing power but the difference now is the chip shortage there was not a chip shortage when the ps4 pro was coming out we can barely get ps5s right now i know right many people that can't even get ps5s so this ps5 pro if it actually happens i don't think will be anytime soon definitely won't be 2023 maybe 2024 but I still feel like it's too 
even 2024, I feel like is too soon because we haven't even gotten like the killer games from PS5 yet. Like it hasn't even they haven't even taken full advantage of the PS5 yet to be talking about a, a step up to the yeah. the next you know if, iteration if, of it. If, say it feels like we've lost like even with the Switch, right? And the Switch has been out for a minute. It feels like we lost a year of that game of those these consoles lives i feel like so i feel like you know normally we have like a good like what is it like it used to be like six seven years you know they would do it now i feel Mm -hmm. like it's it's going to be longer because i think you have to add that extra year and yet like vector i think you're right we haven't even the the slowness of game development as they become bigger like the playstation 5 is not even mature yet you know like it's not even where it needs to be and it's been out for a couple years you know um right so I, I just don't, I don't even know if I would purchase that if it came out in 2020. If there was one next year, I don't think I'd buy that. Um, I think I'd just yeah. sit on what I have, you know? Like, right. it's not worth it to me. All right. So that's the news for this week. Let's go to our lightning round, boys. Uh, this is one for Wonder Rub. NFL yeah. Rivals blockchain game will let players take over as their team's GM and use NFTs, Rob. The oh, NFTs yeah. are taking over. Thank so, God, finally. For, for anybody who doesn't know, Wonder Rob loves NFTs. You can I'm, hear it I in his voice. I have 30. <laughs> All these they're, NFTs, they're, they're physical mm. NFTs, though. There's, <laughs> there's, a <laughs> Gollum, me. <laughs> there's a Gollum video game launching in September for you Lord of the Rings fans. What? Jeff was going to use another F word. Whoa. Um, AT&T is giving mobile subscribers control for free. So if you're an AT&T subscriber, you'll get Control, which is actually a fantastic game. No Man's Sky's newest expedition turns it into a roguelike. So if you're a No Man's Sky fan. And this is an interesting article that I found on The Verge. The unstoppable machines behind the game console shortage. So I was just talking about the chip shortage. I'd like to see, you know, some type of... Uh, internet video on this, some type of documentary on the chip shortage. But this is an article form. You can read all about it over at TheVerge.com, and I'll leave that in our show notes. That was the lightning round. Dare I say the best lightning round ever? Yeah. (gasps) I do dare. I do dare. Speaking of best ever, it's time to move on to the games that we've been playing this week, and we're going to start it off. One of us who's not me and not Jeff beat guardians of the galaxy this week. Yeah. <laughs> as, as our good pal Shaw from the geek, so to speak and technological podcast would say, I saw credits this week in mm-hmm. guardians of the galaxy. And I've been trying to beat this game since October of last year. So I finally plowed through it. And I got to say, boys, it was the best narrative I played all of last year and I would say all of this, this year so far. Um, hmm. The controls were not the best that I've played, but the narrative um, was definitely, it was like a movie, you know, watching a either a good TV show, miniseries, or a movie. The voice acting was superb and it gave me that same feeling of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie where you feel like you are a part of the team and you feel like it's a family by the end of it that's how you feel with the game whereas at the beginning it's they feel like they're kind of um there's some tension or they're not um there's a lot of bickering but by the end of it 
it's like this is a tight knit family. So I really enjoyed the ending of the Guardians of the Galaxy game. And I would like to see a sequel, but I don't know based on the sales and based on the buzz around it. I don't know if we're going to get another game out of this one. Do they weave this into the MCU like story? Like, does it play off that or is this like totally standard? No, no Thanos. No. Well, he's, they talk about it right here. Yeah. Yeah. But Mm. this is not anything related. The only similarity to it is the team's lineup because Guardians of the Galaxy, for those who don't know, they've had many people, including Venom, in their lineup. They've had Iron Man. There's a rotating cast of characters that have been in the Guardians. But this, because of James Gunn's movie, that's the cast that, that's the lineup that most people know. Mm -hmm. So this game has the exact same lineup as the movie. That's the only thing that's tied to the, or uh, that's the only thing that's similar to the MCU. Actually, they do have the um, the movie skins in there too. You can find different costumes and different outfits throughout the game, and they have mm-hmm. the movie outfits. Nice. Gotcha. So, yep, I highly recommend Guardians of the Galaxy. It is free on Game Pass if you're a Game Pass subscriber. Uh, but I, like a smarty, bought the game, paid money <laughs> for it, and could have got yeah. it for free, and intimidated me into buying it, and I yeah, wasted yeah. money too. Wow! No, 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 no. Ridiculous. I don't regret spending money on it, despite the fact that I never beat it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great story. Like I said, when you get to it, Rob, you will enjoy the time that you spend with it. Maybe when uh, the old Steam Deck comes rolling around, I'll pop Ooh. in on that. Not bad. Hmm. Jeff's been playing some type yes. of new game. Oh, I thought you were going to insult me. <laughs> you Neither of you One played of Valheim. New games. <laughs> Neither of you played Valheim, right? No. no because Good. And Jeff, you know why. Because you told me not to. Let's Listen call a spade him. a spade and tell the the listeners, because they don't know this story. Well, when Valheim came out, uh-huh. Jeff was Go playing ahead. it nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I would see him on Discord. Oh, Jeff's playing Valheim. Jeff's playing Valheim. So I went up and asked him. I said, Jeff, should I buy Valheim? Jeff, tell him your response. I said, hey, Vector, you're a busy guy. You got a baby on the way. You got the wife. We love both the baby and the wife. Don't waste your time with the game. So you and just said, asked me if I played it, and you told me not to buy it. Well, listen. Maybe you no. flagrantly disobeyed his orders. He doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I didn't remember that until you said something. But Because I was like a couple years ago now at this point. But um, it's actually... So it had its hype in this game. It's a... I'm trying to think of how to describe it to you guys. So Valheim and V Rising, which I think is just I, the V must stand for vampire because there's it's just vampires. Yes. It's Valheim yes. with vampires, um, and it's a it's kind of a bait and switch. Like I think if I told you guys, hey, here's and you sh- you saw the trailer, you saw a couple screenshots, and you played it, I don't think you'd ever be like, oh yeah, this is a a vampire survival crafting game uh which is essentially what it is uh mm-hmm. so it's part minecraft part diablo battle ish kind of stuff uh collecting and building and trying to upgrade your you know plots of lands multiplayer thing um and yeah me and uh my buddy darian we had we factor like you said we were putting hours and hours into uh to valheim and this game feels the same way at the beginning because there's a lot to work towards um i will say the problem with Valheim is it it was a uh, 
what's the Steam? It's not Greenlight because that's what they used to do. It's the like early access. Early access. Yeah, it was a Steam early access. So what happened to me in that game is we we advanced far enough and we like we played so many hours of it. It was pretty quick. And then you get to the end. They didn't even have a final boss in that game at the time. This is Valheim. They didn't have a, a final boss in the game. So we got to the end, or I should say. You, you fight the final boss that's there, and he doesn't drop a reward. Every other boss before it dropped rewards, and it was just a placeholder. And even the developer in there put like, hey, this is a placeholder. Something will be here eventually. Um, and it just didn't have the, the footing that I feel like this game does, this vampire game. It's They add a couple other wrinkles into it. Like, you can't walk in the light, obviously. So you're dodging shadow to shadow during the night and daytime hours, and it, it kind of... You know, your another cool thing I thought in this game and that that they thought of was you could be standing in a shadow, and as the hours advance, the sun moves across the sky, obviously, and it moves the shadow. So you could stand there long enough while, like, say you're going to get a drink, come back, and then your character's on fire and you're ah. dead. You know, just <laughs> from how they've built this world. Um, but yeah, it's super uh, grindy, you know, and then it's a I call these games podcast games, but this one is more of like, hey, like, I need to have a friend in the lobby, and like, I just call it a chat game, like where it's it's somewhat mindless. Like you, everybody knows the goal, and you kind of mindlessly just work at this stuff, but you're also chatting about whatever. You know, it's uh, see, that's how Fortnite is. Jim. Yeah, you don't have to be super focused, but you can still do it and be successful and still yeah. play the game without having to be locked in like maybe a you know a Hideo Kojima experience you know um so yeah I've been really liking that uh I imagine I will have a ton of more hours into that next time we play uh or next time we speak um but maybe if you know maybe if you guys ever get it or something we could play some it's a lot of time commitment though I just have to say that so it's like you have to you know it's gonna be hard for you guys to see the game uh except maybe there is word on the street about it, maybe a dedicated server that might be purchased for this game, and maybe maybe you guys could join that once. Maybe we make what? that happen, you know, <laughs> maybe. And I'll, I'll let you guys in. I'll get you some some cool vampire gear, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I will, Jeff, if there's yeah. going to be a dedicated server. Yeah. And then, Vactor, uh, you're next on the list, right? Yeah, so I played Salt and Sanctuary, which is the first entry in this Salt this sounds franchise. sounds like Crime and Punishment. Maybe. Is what this sounds like. Salt and Sanctuary is a game where you are... It's one of these games that I love. The 2D side-scrolling platformer. And you have salt as your form of currency in the game and your form of leveling up. So, like, when people die, they drop salt, and you got to store your salt. When you die, you lose it. Um, So, I was playing this game because Salt and Sacrifice, which is the sequel, just came out. And I was trying to decide, do I want to play Salt and Sacrifice? I should probably play the first one, Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, The difference between the two, Jeff, is Salt and Sacrifice has co-op. So, I would be down to play Salt and Sacrifice because of the co-op but salt and sanctuary playing it by myself i played about 15 minutes of it and i said i see what you're doing here that's good enough for me there's no one else to play it with it's not a mindless game that i could play 
by myself listening to a podcast, I'm going to go on to the next game just because I've got so many Game Pass games that I want to play. So Salt and, Sa- Salt and Sanctuary was okay to me, but I would not necessarily recommend it over all the other games that are out right now. So perhaps, Jeff, if we get a chance to play Salt and Sacrifice, that will hmm. be a more positive experience. Yeah, I'll make you buy it for me or something like yeah. that. You know. But will there be a dedicated server? Ooh. Mm. Mm. I hope so. <laughs> I, can, I can swing Robin here. Um, yeah. I guess the one Jeff. other thing, and I'll keep it short because I want to get to our Evil Dead game. Uh, so this week I also spent time hacking the Nintendo Switch. Um, have you guys either ever looked into the homebrew for Switch? Any of no. that stuff? Mm-mm. So just a little background on like what you have to do. Um, so you have to have like an original launch Nintendo Switch. There was a, a an unpatched uh, exploit in like the CPU that mm-hmm. like Nintendo cannot patch. So like the first however many millions of consoles are basically open to being homebrewed and having your own software installed and you know you know with that might come some free games you know uh and so my switch i still have the original one and uh so i spent time doing that process it's it's pretty involved um it's funny it's not very difficult but it involves some like weird thing like a part of the exploit is manipulating the joy-con rail your right joy-con so you have to take the joy-con off and uh, this won't play for the listeners, but maybe we'll make a picture of it, Vactor. I had to buy this tool here hmm. in order to hack the switch. This slides is into the Lego? rail. I, dude, I swear to God, it almost <laughs> is. You have to make contact with the metal points inside the Joy-Con rail to, in order to trigger the exploit. And it has to be the right Joy-Con. It's a whole fucking process, wow. okay? And this thing is it's kind of crazy. I've been playing it and... The Nintendo homebrew, Nintendo mods are always, uh, or uh, emulation is always the top notch because they just don't ever come out on PC and stuff. So you see, like, every time a Nintendo console comes out, there's a an instant, you know, audience for that. And, uh, yeah, the Switch is crazy. The Switch is uh, tons of homebrewed stuff on there. Like, you can uh, overclock your Switch. You can make it, you know, play a little bit better. Um, you can do tons of games. They have all kinds of like different ways to put emulators on there, so you can play like basically every Nintendo game without even having Switch Online. They have a there's an app called Tinfoil, which is basically like a free eShop. I was showing Vactor the other day. You can browse it like eShop and just download the games. Like yeah. Or there's also cool features that I like where I can insert a cart. And it'll ask me to just download the cart. And then I can play, I can get rid of the cart and play the game, you know. So now, it, well, you know, we know what that means for free games. But it's also nice because if I have, you know, say 20 games, I don't have to carry around 20 carts. Um, yeah. So I spent my time hacking my Nintendo Switch. Uh, I cannot get online with it when I'm in the hacked state of it. It basically creates two Nintendo Switches on one. So one I can go into... Uh, to get my downloads and buy games. The other one I have to go into when I want to play all the stuff I download. Uh, but one of the, my last thing on this, I am in the Nintendo boy in this chat until this is proved <laughs> otherwise. I'm also the, the man who buys consoles on this podcast. And I, what? I got it, boys. I got one. 
I'm he holding got up the a Switch. Switch if you're not on the video, look at it. <laughs> I got it this morning. And let morning. it be known, he's the one who buys consoles. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows Vector and I stole our Xboxes. Yeah. And our PlayStation And our, I, our OLED Switches, because we I, have those too. I do it for the <laughs> listeners. I, I buy on the podcast for the listeners. I got That's it commitment, last Jeff. I just, I'm just, I'm just saying. So now I'm double switched up on a... Wednesday. I'm double switched up on a Wednesday. I just <laughs> want everybody to know. All that switch, yeah. double switched up yep. on a Wednesday evening. So, watch Vector out, is showing boys. off his with his uh, <laughs> his special controller. Oh. What's that controller called for your Switch? These are the Joby or... No, Cory. Or Hori, I'm sorry. Hori. Ahora. Oh. And these make it way easier to Zingeru? hold. And my, my hands don't get tired after holding it for a while. Now all they got to do is come up with some worthwhile games to play. <laughs> That's They've true. They've got plenty of worthwhile games. That's true. Kirby, <laughs> Kirby is one of them. Okay. Fair the enough. The final Kirby. thing, before Aww. we talk about our main game this week, Evil Dead, I played Baba Is You. Okay. And this is a puzzle game that I really like the concept of it. So basically, you start out and... There are four phrases on the map. Mm-hmm. Baba is you, wall is stop, mm-hmm. rock is push, mm-hmm. and flag is win. And so each word is movable. So when you have, when you form a string of words, that's what happens. So Baba is you, if you move the is out of the way and it just says Baba you, your character is no longer Baba. If you move the wall is stop, if you move that out of the way, then the wall doesn't stop you anymore. You can go through it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like coding or like a programming language. Um, let's say instead of flag is win, if you put wall is win, then mm-hmm. if you go touch the wall, you win. You win that map. So the whole thing is about moving and pushing these words around until um, you get to the win. And it's each level is a different puzzle that you have to solve. So I thought that was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed what I played of Baba Is You, Gabagoo. <laughs> Gabagoo. What system are you playing this on? This is on uh, PC. PC. You can get it on Ooh. Steam. Okay. It has it's been out for a minute, uh, right? Yeah, this one's been out for a while. Um, it's also on the Nintendo eShop. If you're talking about good games <laughs> on the Switch, you can actually. this is actually a perfect game for the Switch um, rather than sitting at your PC like... Like me, like a dummy, it's $15. Um, so it's not that expensive. It's a fun little puzzle game. Baba is you. Do you think yes. I should open up my Switch OLED finally for this? Yes, Ooh. yes, yes. This will be the reason? Yeah. Did you buy Metroid? I can't remember. No. Okay. Man, Rob, do I'm it. D- I've made a mental promise to myself that I will not be opening it until Breath of the Wild or something that gets oh. me just as excited as Breath of the Wild 2. Okay. So we'll see. He's probably gonna waiting. Probably going to sit in that box for a little while. <laughs> we'll have the Xbox <laughs> Series Pro and PS5 Pro when Rob opens it. Yeah, Dang. yeah. maybe. Fingers crossed. I'll get my Steam Deck before then. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the big game of the week, Rob. Yeah. Evil Dead. Evil Dead. The evilest of dead. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say that we're all Evil Dead fans here. Yeah. Um, I've seen, well, we're 
Vector and I in particular are Sam Raimi fans. Oh. And by default, that makes us Evil Dead fans. Jeff is a, I wouldn't call him a casual Evil Dead fan. I would say casual. Yeah, I'd say casual. Oh, he, I, okay, never mind. I would call him a casual. <laughs> it's, it's a term Evil of Dead endearment, fan. Rob. <laughs> okay. But we all enjoy Evil Dead, and so it came out uh, with a brand new game, 4v1 multiplayer video game, where you take the role of either the evil spirit um, or one of four survivors, which can be multiple versions of Ash Williams from Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, or Ash versus the Evil Dead, plus other characters from the the TV series and uh, movies as well. So... This is a very similar game, I'm told, to the Friday the 13th game, which I did not play. Did you guys play that? I did not play a ton of that, Vector, but I remember seeing a lot of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. Yeah. But I think we played more of Dead by Daylight. Yes. Is what I think mm-hmm. I ended up playing more of, but okay. yes. So all of them we didn't play a bunch of, but yeah. we're kind of like familiar with this 4v1 yeah, um, asymmetrical, asymmetrical. It's kind of similar, not similar is, it's more similar to Friday the 13th, but, you know, we also played Back for Blood, which is kind Mm -hmm. of in this ballpark a little bit, you know? I'd put Left 4 Dead closer to it than Back for Blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we all got our grubby little mitts on this game this week, and so, uh, Vactor, I'm curious, is this a game you're going to keep playing? The only way that I will keep playing this game is if my good buddies Wonder Robin and Jeff tell me that they love this game and they're going to continue to play it every single week that's the only way if they say that they're not going to do that I'm trading it in boys oh shit mm. what about you I Jeff? liked it I didn't love wow. it you know I thought out of all the games that like you know the Dead by Daylights I was so I, I want to say Friday the Thirteenth had a pretty rocky launch and pretty buggy, pre- pretty glitchy. Um, yeah. I would say I I enjoyed our time with it that we had on Saturday. I think, you know, I don't know if it becomes a mainstay in our our like rotation or when we get to play games. You know, like if it's something we're all gonna just open up. Um, but I think the game is to to me surprisingly good, just because I didn't. Having seen, you know, Evil Dead and the Army of Darkness, for, for me, like, as as a kid, mostly Mark, Army of Darkness, I think just because my cousins were, were into that, you know, or, or we had, like, a VHS of it or something at the time. Um, so that's, like, the one I'm, I end up being most familiar with and having watched Evil Dead later on, you know, as an adult. Um, I was kind of surprised that they, how well the game was put together, you know? I kind of... Like, cause you know, you, you look at the Friday the Thirteenth games. There's like, or uh, there's like twelve, thirteen, whatever, twenty five movies that they have. You know, you can base and build this game around. Uh, meanwhile, Evil Dead kind of only has three. You know, and I guess they do count the show, right? After yeah, Evil yes. Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought they actually did a pretty decent job of you know bringing the content to that and making it, you know, related enough to those to the franchise or to the the other content, the movies and the show. Um, so I think that probably surprised me the most. I, I thought it was well-developed. We didn't, 
We didn't run into a bug, right? If you guys can remember when we no, played the other day, there was no, no. nothing game breaking, at least, right? I think no. Maybe the thing that I just didn't like, uh, and this was, I heard you guys when I was, uh, I, can't, I can't remember what I was doing. You guys were playing a game before I got in for some yeah, reason. Yeah, so Vector and I were, were testing yeah. the waters in the yeah. online multiplayer before you got to join us. And, and, and it, this played true to me getting in as well, or this was true afterwards, was I get in and there's three ashes. So we're in there like, all right, where are you at? Where are you at? And then, you know, I remember me and Rob running around an area together. And I'm like, I can see Rob is on me in the map, in the dot. But I don't know. I can't find him. Like, there's no outline. I'm looking at him. And he's, like, right below me. Like, you know, I'm on top of some, like, garage or something, you know. Uh, I thought there's, you know, some improvements to be made there. Um, If I had to, I guess, talk about the longevity of it, I don't know. I just feel like this audience is eaten up by Dead by Daylight. You know, I feel like that is the wow of this genre, right? Like, you could make 100 different World of Warcrafts, but that crowd is going to go to World of Warcraft. You could make however many hundreds of these games, but I, I feel like Dead by Daylight is the one that has the audience locked in that is into that genre. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, I don't think that's necessarily the case because you look at like PUBG was the game for battle mm-hmm. royales and then Fortnite came out and then call of duty put it out. Like I think if you just make a more compelling, better game, then the audience will move over to it. I just don't think we, we've had a whole lot of asymmetrical, like, like you said, we can count on our three fingers, how many asymmetrical games there are. Um, and it's really the horror genre that, you know, it works well with because you're scared of the killer. You're scared of the demon. So, you know, I don't know if it's going to work well with a light and fluffy franchise where it's like, Hey, this guy's here's goofy. He's coming to get Donald. So (laughs) I think that that's why we haven't seen more. It's like, there's just, I don't think there's enough horror franchises that it would work well with. Yeah. And so getting into it, I was uh, worried that one side either the demon or the or the survivors was going to be more fun than the other because right. when it was left for dead time let's get in the way back machine just for a second yeah. here when left for dead and left for dead 2 came out i loved that game but i definitely would prefer to play the zombies oh yeah than the survivors on this so i sort of i was worried that i was going to have that feeling with this game but both both sides of the coin were pretty interesting to me so when you're the survivors, essentially, you know, you have this big, I don't want to call it an open world map, but it's definitely a wide open space for you to choose from. And I think there's two scenarios, only two maps, I think. Mm-hmm. So everybody's separated. And the goals are that you have to, on the map, find the three map pieces, which the game gives you vague clues where they are. So it'll say map is by the old uh, the old winery or something like that. And yeah. then you have to look on the map to figure out where the old winery is. And the map's never in the same place more than once. And so you have to find these maps. Then 
once you have the map, it tells you where the missing page of the Necronomicon is. So now you have to go fetch that. And then there's also a special dagger that you have to go fetch. And then you actually have to go find the Necronomicon. But there might even be a step in between that. If I'm Maybe I'm forgetting. But essentially, it's yeah. just it's a series of fetch quests. You have to go from point A to point B several times on this map. Meanwhile, while the entity is trying to get you. And I never really had a scared feeling of the entity like I would in Left 4 Dead, especially when, like, you'd have the big giant monsters in Left 4 Dead 2, uh, like the big tank that would come yeah. in and just wreck wreck your whole life. The, the uh, entity really just messes with you in this game. You know, he'll possess you if your character gets too scared. He'll possess cars. He'll possess trees. He'll set up traps for you. Uh, meaning, you know, uh, zombies, deadites come looking looking for you. Or there's like little jump scares that it'll do, like it'll a scary monster will pop up on your screen out of nowhere. Uh, and it didn't feel, I don't want to say it didn't feel challenging, but it didn't have a sense of urgency mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. that I mean, we need to get the, we need to get the pages. We got to get here and here and here because the time when Vactor and I were playing, when we played by ourselves, we won and we didn't even know what was happening. We were just the survivors. And then when Jeff W came on, I'm not saying this is Jeff W's fault, but we lost. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vactor in the corner, man. There he was. <laughs> <laughs> but we still had a great time. Um, some things that I thought were a little clunky about it. Were, I think the, the shooting feels a little clunky. Or there's not yeah. really any... It doesn't feel like you're dealing a lot of damage with the shooting. I really didn't stick much to that after a while. I just... You find a baseball bat or like a cleaver or a machete or something. And you can just fight the, the deadites with that. Um, you, there's no jump button. So I found myself getting yeah. stuck on geometry. Like fences and stuff. A whole lot in the game. Which was a little <sighs> aggravating. But overall, that's just a weird omission for them to not have a jump button. Like I don't understand the point of that. Yeah, and the 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 controls, the camera controls feels a little, just a little like you're in Jello. Mm-hmm. Like it's a little slow, a little sloppy. But these are just little things because playing with you guys and you know some randoms that came in, we were still having a good time. We're you know running yeah. from the deadites, uh, trying to accomplish these things. All these silly things happening with the 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 evil entity but i only got a little bit of time to play the entity i definitely played more survivor than the entity and overall i i don't think it's a bad game what was it 39.99 that's only 40 bucks right yeah so it's not bad and i think if they're going to keep adding on to this game and keep providing it with content i think it could be a good buy um and i wouldn't mind continuing to play it that's for sure i was i certainly enjoyed it not to mention it's got Bruce Campbell talking the whole time. Yeah, That's what is, I think, the major draw of the game is Bruce Campbell's charisma and having his involvement in the game and talking throughout it. Um, that's why you want to play an Evil Dead game is for Bruce Campbell. That's why everybody wants to pick Bruce Campbell because of who his character is and who he is. So, yeah, I really like the, the tie-in to Evil Dead and... The the thing for me that I didn't like was the environments and then the controls. So like you said, not being able to jump and 
sometimes you can vault over things and sometimes you can't. It doesn't really like make sense of what you can and can't vault over. And just not knowing where you are on the map, even though you have the map up in the corner, it's still just kind of weird getting a sense of the geometry and the environment. Or being able so, to see where your peers are. Is yeah. Real tough. Yeah. And it's, it's even tougher when everybody's ash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because, of course, you can be ash from Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and ash versus Evil Dead, but it's all ash. And it's <laughs> and it makes it tough. I think there were several times where I I would say to Vector or Jeff, "Is that you? Are you by me? Yeah. I can't tell if that's you or not because there's no there's no name over the players. Mm-hmm. And right. of course, you see on the top. I think it was the top left, or maybe it was the bottom left. Uh, which character you can see everybody who's playing, and you can see their health bars and their scared meters and stuff like that. So I can see. Okay, Jeff is Ash with a chainsaw hand, but that's very easy to forget. Yeah, when there's four ashes running around and you can't tell who is who, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in fact, I was going to say to speak that there was, you know, I guess a couple of problems that I I ran into. I think you're right. There were there's a lot of time when I'm running around that game and I'm I'm it's, you know, obviously you can't see that far in the distance. I think it's to make that map seem a little bit bigger than probably Mm -hmm. what it is, and. I think also, you know, it's a problem when I'm running around and I'm like, I'm running into a rock on a hill and I'm trying to get around. I just can't see like what I'm, what I'm doing. So I, I agree with that. I think the navigation's a little bit left to be desired. I mean, I drove, I think us mostly in cars in that and mm-hmm. it was chaotic a little yeah, bit. I mean, I think I did all right, but it's a little bit all over the place and not very, it's not Grand Theft Auto driving, let's say. It's not, you know. Yeah, the driving the, controls are not good. Yeah, a lot to be desired there. Um, and for me, you know, we never, when we did a we did a 2v1, we let Rob be the uh, the demon just so we could all like right. kind of feel just it out. Just to try it out. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and I did, we didn't run into this with PvP, but when we were trying that, the only thing that, we, you know, there was a point where you're like, man, you're like, I feel like helpless in this one, that one scenario we were in where it was like Rob was, was already high leveled and like we couldn't get like our fear level to go down or what we thought oh, was right. our fear level at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to get in and out of the situation. So I think it definitely uh, doesn't scale down very well. Like if you're into like, if you have like, if you have like three people, you know, you probably need like a full group. Um, so I think mm-hmm. it, you know, at the, the bare minimum, you're probably going to have to play online with, you know, randos at some point if you don't have a full party. Um, and I think, I'm trying to think of the games we play. I, I felt like I was pretty, the, the looting was okay for me in like a couple of them. There was one where I felt like I, I don't think I touched a gun the whole time. And I was, you know, you kind of get, I felt like there was a little bit uh, lacking there. You know, like I felt like, hey man, like I didn't, I didn't run across like a cool weapon that helps me out. Meanwhile, the demon's level at the bottom of the screen is ticking up and I have uh, you know, uh, a hammer, you know. Right. I like so I, I felt a little helpless in, in that aspect, you know. Um but I think that's kind of my main complaints. Everything else was, you know, like it, it kind of surprised me. I was maybe I had lower expectations than you guys. I kind of thought this game might just be total shit. And um, <laughs> it's not bad. You know, I definitely think there's a foundation there. I just don't know. In fact, I think you have a good point. You know, hey, like PUBG got taken over um, by Fortnite. Um, 
but I think a lot of that has to do with like licensing and like the machine behind it. And I just don't know the legs of this game. Not to say I, I hope it's bad, but I just don't know. I, I, it feels more questionable to me than anything, right? Yeah. Where this the game de- will end up. Yeah, we don't know how much support it's going to get. The developer is Saber Interactive, and they did the Master Chief Collection, Crisis uh, Remake, and then World War Z. Yeah. So their track record is all right. Um, Except if we, if we don't count Master Chief Collection at launch, it's a pretty decent track record. Yeah. Uh, if you count that, yeah. Well, I mean, like, rough. as far as supporting it and updating it and continuing yeah. it... Um, I don't know how much DLC is going to be in the game because I definitely want more maps. And I don't want to be stuck on that same map all the time. And do you guys think, because it seemed like they had, you know, they had all the classic, like, you know, even the, um, uh, for me, the ones I like the look of the most is the Army of Darkness, like skeleton soldier looking guys. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the names. I, I don't know if you guys remember. Deadites, buddy. Yeah. So the, the Deadites. And I thought they had a pretty good amount of them in there. And I, I guess. You know the the things like like that a dead by daylight can bring in right like you know they're if you look at dead by daylight they're like hey we have freddy krueger we got jason Voorhees, we got chucky we got this we got that we got whatever the new horror franchise is we got something from squid games probably i don't know if that's true <laughs> but maybe they do you know or we got some stranger things stuff in here whereas this i don't feel like has that reach so i wonder what they put in to make the game more interesting right like you can only have so many versions of ash right like because there's just there's just only so much content to go off of um so i'm curious i guess that's my main curiosity is what what do you add to this you know i don't even know what you guys would like to see add added to it i, I don't i don't know what they put a do. jump button in it <laughs> dlc a jump button that's yeah we'll put that in for dlc yeah, yeah. maybe for lucky fingers crossed <laughs> It would be that'd be like the best headline of all time if somebody charged DLC money for a jump button. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> be pretty good. Look at these guys jumping. They must have paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For this game, we got to get more maps. Oh, we these guys can't jump. Enormous. They're they're free to play players right here. They're free to play. <laughs> they can't jump. Look at get them. Get the free to players. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff, I don't know if you saw in our show notes, there is a Method Man official song for this game. So oh. I'll leave it in the show notes. Um, I like Method Man doing like geeky songs. He's he has a Marvel podcast where he talks about being a comic book lover, and mm-hmm. he interviews uh, creators. I really like the rap that he did for that, the intro theme song for that, where he's he's rapping about the Hulk and Bruce Banner and you know X Men and all this stuff. In this one, he's at, he he's like shout out to Sam Raimi, shout out to Bruce Campbell. Uh, so I like Method Man when he goes into the, the man of the realm. people. Yeah. Method Man is. <laughs> so check that out when you get a chance. All yep. right. So that's going to do it for our Evil Dead talk. And that might just about do it for the end of this episode of the Sandbox Gamers. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, this is the end of the podcast, but it's not really. So don't turn off the podcast yet. I have some things to tell you. The Sandbox Gamers is part of the Geek So To Speak podcast network. What's the Geek So To Speak podcast network, you ask? Well, it's the Geek So To Speak podcast network. It's simple. It's right in the name. We have our Geek So To Speak podcast, which is coming back triumphantly for the 200th episode this week, which is our superhero and superhero news podcast. We have We Love Comics, 
hosted by Vactor and the uh, the peanut gallery of <laughs> guest hosts, including Marcus Seabury, Hunter Camp, and more. And that is all about the latest and greatest in the world of comic books. We also have Technological, which is our weekly Star Trek podcast, which is reviewing current episodes of what's a new series called? I forget. Strange New World. Strange New World. So that's hosted by Vactor and Shaw of Geek, so to speak where they're talking all the latest and greatest and news in the world of Star Trek. So you're going to want to subscribe to all of that. You can find all the links at geeksotospeak.com forward slash network, or you can check the show notes, or you can just search in any podcatcher that you use. If you want to follow us, the Sandbox Gamers on social media, where you can find us on Twitter at SandboxGamerPod, Instagram at TheSandboxGamers, or go to linktree forward slash TheSandboxGamers. For all the links, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, do all the things, and tell your friends. This is how we grow, people. GG, everybody. GG. It's over. Don't poop.